This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Welcome into this podcast and we've been talking quite a lot about the boys are back in town. It's going to be a gig at the Irish Village on the 20th of October in the tennis stadium there. Features the boy bands Blue, Five and Boys Life. And I was lucky enough to catch up with Keith Duffy of the band Boys Life. He told us about the early days of Boys Own and how he transitioned into this super successful boy band. Do enjoy the podcast and join me live on the show weeknights 8 through 10 here on Dubai Eye 103.8. This is The Night Shift with Mark Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8, the UAE's number one talk radio station. Welcome back into the show and uh, to say the boys are back in town is definitely an understatement as on the 20th of October three great bands Blue, Boys Life and Five are going to be joining us here in the city of Dubai at the Dubai Duty Free Tennis Stadium. Keith Duffy joins us of Boys Life. Keith, are you excited? I know you've been to Dubai many times before but excited for this gig? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I mean, I've, I've played the tennis court stadium quite a few times with boys on but never with boys life so it's uh it's it's it's, it's, it's a new experience for brian and i and um and also we like you just said we have the guys from blue with us we have the guys from five with us and you know we all we all have done a lot of festivals together over the years back in the 90s and whatever so there's going to be a, a a lot of hit songs being sung that night. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Combine all the three bands and you, and you can't go wrong. No, no uh, chance of running out of tunes. Tell me about how Boys Life came about because it seems like the perfect combination to me. Half of uh, Boys Own, half of West Life and you've got uh, the ultimate boy duo really in Boys Life. How did it come about? Well, it, it, it's, not, it's not half of Boys Own and half of Westlife. It's, it's, it's Brian McFadden from Westlife and it's um, myself, Keith Duffy, from Boys Own. Yeah. Um, seven years ago, we decided to uh, do an autobiographical show um, about our, our, you know, our experiences over 25 years in the music business from our perspective, you know? Yeah. Both Brian and I came from, you know, humble working-class backgrounds in the north side of Dublin. And uh, all of a sudden, we were kind of skyrocketed into into fame and 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 uh, the world of music and um, so we we went on a tour telling stories of boys own stories of westlife how we came together what we did um and, and it just became really really popular we started doing a few songs from westlife a few songs from boys own and organically we just kind of grew into a, a recording um artist and we went into the studio we recorded our own music um, and we've literally been we've been touring together ever since seven years now. Wow. Uh, obviously, we had a couple of years off in the middle for COVID, but yeah. um, we, we've uh, we've been doing great, thank God. It's um, it's a wonderful story, isn't it? I mean, just going back to Boyzone, um, we were chatting to Ronan Keating a couple of weeks ago, um, who's uh, coming to Dubai. But um, your lives must have been turned upside down once that you know once those singles took off i mean you know from coming from from ireland suddenly you're everywhere in the world what are your memories of, of that time keith 
Ah, you know what, man? We just lived every minute like it was our last. You know, as quick as the success happened, yeah, we we knew it could we, it could end just as quick. So we made sure that we didn't blink. It was it was like a white knuckle roller coaster ride. We, you know, like I said, you know, I I, I had worked from the age of thirteen. I I used to sell vegetables on the side of the road in the country <laughs> where I lived, and you know, I, I I picked up golf balls in a driving range. I was a waiter in in, in a restaurant in a bar. Um, I, I was always working, you know, so to get the opportunity to be in a band and travel around the world and stay in fancy hotels and, and for people to be turning out to see us in the thousands, it was, um, it was, it was life changing. And I look back at it with great fond memories. Yeah. You know, I shared those memories with the lads from the band and we're still great buddies, you know, and, and getting this second chance now to go and to celebrate the hit songs from Boyzone with Brian McFadden and, and, you know, celebrating the, it's songs from Westlife Whipline as well. I mean, it's it's at our age, man, to be getting the chance to be doing <laughs> what we love again. It's just fantastic, you know. It is, isn't it? I mean, you also, of course, had a very successful television career as well. That that kind of ran in tandem, um, and certainly Coronation Street is, you know, a, a nationwide uh, kind of uh, one of the biggest soaps ever that you you were in. Tell me about that experience. Well, that was amazing. I mean, I, I grew up um, sitting on the floor on a Wednesday, and a Monday and Wednesday at 7.30 in my granny's house in Dublin. <laughs> and you weren't allowed to talk between 7.30 and 8 o'clock. I remember sitting on the floor in front of the fire with my mum and dad and my brothers and my granny watching Coronation Street. And honestly, the phone, nobody would ever make a phone call between <laughs> half seven and eight o'clock. You know, there was no mobile phones back then, of course. But, yeah. Uh, you know, nobody's knocking the door, nobody's being, I mean, Coronation Street was like an, an institute over here, you know what I mean? You had to watch it between half seven and eight o'clock, Monday and Wednesday religiously. Yeah. So, you know, jumping forward 20 years or 25 years, for me to to, uh, to be the new cheeky chappy in the Rovers, <laughs> and, I mean, I, I know I made my granny very happy, she she used to go down to the post office to pick up her pension a half an hour early just so she could brag about her grandson <laughs> and Oh, wow. Um, so it, it was a surreal, it was a surreal experience. But I, I, I started in 2002. Yeah. And I did my last scene in 2012. So on and off, I was there for 10 years. Isn't it amazing? You know, Barbara Knox um, and, and Ken Barlow, of course, the, the length, the longevity of, of their characters is just amazing. It absolutely is. I mean, it's a tough job. I mean, you know, I was very lucky in, 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 in the in the time where I was in Corrie. I worked with all the kind of the Coronation Street superstars. I was in the show when you had Mike Baldwin and yeah. Fred Elliott and Jack Duckworth <laughs> and Vera Duckworth and yeah. Deirdre Barlow. And, you know, I, I was there when all the iconic stars from, from Corrie were in the show. I mean, Ken Barlow still there over sixty years in the show. Barbara yeah. Knox over sixty years in the show. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, unfortunately now with the likes of Netflix and Amazon and Apple TV and Now TV, yeah. you know, people have so much more choice. So you know, the, the, I think the numbers, the viewing numbers, have decreased um, extremely um, because of, of, of opportunity, I suppose. But it, it, it is sad. I, I hope it doesn't. Um, disappear into nothing because it you know it was the first the original mm. soap opera on tv yeah that iconic theme tune it's still <laughs> sounding as good as ever isn't it um i want to touch uh, on uh, i want to touch on keith as well your involvement with with autism because that's obviously something that's very close to your heart and you know you use your celebrity 
um, to help um, with this particular, you know, diagnosis and, and and trying to you know help with awareness of autism. Yeah, I am only. It's funny you should ask. Only only last Friday, the twenty second of September, I held the Keith Duffy Charity Golf Day um, in, in in a golf course called St Margaret's here in, in Dublin, and um, we we raised a huge amount of money. It's the first time we've done the golf day in five years because yeah. I've been doing it for over 20 years. From, uh, my daughter has autism, and when she was about two and a half years of age, there was not very many services available to my family in Dublin for my daughter. So I decided with a group of other parents to get together and to, to fundraise and to create awareness and, and to provide the service that, that we required for our children. Um, so I did that for years and years. We started a school that had like a proper intervention system for children with autism that had tailored education for each specific child within the school and um, my daughter responded phenomenally well she was non-verbal since she was seven nearly eight and and now she now she's got her, her bachelor's of science out of dcu oh, wow. she works in america uh, an american pharmaceutical company she's doing wonderfully well yeah. she asked me to kind of take a back seat a few years back to let her get her own and to gain her own identity um, and I said to her, uh, recently that I needed to go back and try and make some noise again because there were so many families that really needed help and guidance and direction with their children with autism and the government are not supplying appropriately the amount of services that are needed. So um, I decided to get back to my work. We, did, we, we had a little toe dipper of a charity event last Friday and um, we made nearly 100,000 euros in one afternoon for, for, um, for, for autism charities in Ireland and that's a huge amount of money for, yeah. for our, our, first, our first gig back. So we're very, very active now. In fact, next month, um, just before I come to Dubai, I'm heading off to Kenya. And I'm doing a tri-adventure in Kenya for autism. I'm climbing Mount Kenya. I'm cycling across the African plains. And I'm rowing up the Tama River. <laughs> you sound like you must be in good shape. I've been training for this since January, so I'm, <laughs> right. I'm very fit at the moment. I'm feeling good, um, and I'm looking forward to it. And the, the, the response has been phenomenal. And if anybody out there, you know, has an affiliation or is touched by autism, you know, they they can support us by. Uh, it's the, I, I've, I've a registered charity under my own name, the Keith Duffy Foundation. Uh, the website is keithduffyfoundation.ie. And they can see all the work we do there and you can make a donation there and, and you can see where the money goes. Well, Keith, complete respect uh, from me, um, not only as a fantastic performer and singer, but for what you do for autism. And we cannot wait to see you once again. The boys are back in town Friday, the 20th of October. Keith Duffy, thank you so much for your time. No, listen, thank you for your time. And I can't wait to see everybody on the 20th of October. But we will be hanging on in Dubai because you've got the best golf courses in the world over there. So Brian and I, we will be staying on to play golf for a few days in that wonderful weather. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.